welcome zero to 60, Brie Maestas, Matt McChesney. Uh, Matt, you should have taken that anytime Cortland Sutton touchdown that I told you to take because it was the only touchdown by the Denver Broncos. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm really good. I did take that. I did. I took the Broncos. You did? Sutton to score. Yeah, but I also took the over. And then uh, <laughs> I took uh, Hawkinson from Minnesota to score and Olsen scored the other guy. So, but it's All okay. Right. He's got a dub. That, that shit last night was so dope. It was so dope. Before we get into what happened on Sunday Night Football, I got to let you know that Zero to 60 is sponsored by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is on its way as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing, and Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action you could wish for, along with every sport, is available at your fingertips with both the desktop and the mobile access at any time. Head on over to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for your fifty percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Because Bet Online is where the game starts. Um, I'm glad that you took that bet because I was on a roll yesterday with what I thought was going to happen for Sunday Night Football. Listen to this, everyone. Okay, and this isn't just me blowing smoke or like giving Brie or flowers or any of that shit, all right? I want to be right, and I wasn't. Before the game, all right, before the game, all right, Brie goes, they're going to have three turnovers. P. Ryan is going to have a bunch of catches out of the backfield and be a huge part of the game plan. They're going to kick tons of field goals, maybe score one touchdown, and that touchdown is going to go to Sutton, and they'll win. And I was like, okay. And then the game ended, and Sutton scored the game winner. They kicked five fucking field goals or some stupid shit. The National Field Goal League. P. Ryan was a huge part of the game plan. Defense balled, and they won. And they had three turnovers. I mean, so next week, whatever you say I'm doing on the bet end of things, I mean, fuck, man. No I told you. <laughs> I told you to take the under two. You didn't trust me, but that's okay. That is all right. The Broncos got a dub. I wasn't listening, and now I'm I'm going to listen now. Bad move by Matt. Bad move, Matt. Bad fucking move. More people should listen to me, and that's honest to God, just uh, the way the world works. That's my motivation in life is just to keep telling people uh, exactly what's uh, going on here. So the only thing, though, is I thought they would get a uh, – I, I thought they'd use the turnovers a little bit better. The The mismanagement of 12 turnovers in three games is kind of crazy to me. And when I say that, it's not to be negative. It's it's to say that the offense could have had an opportunity to score a whole lot more points. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. The Broncos got the dub. They now have the, the most active, the longest win streak here in the NFL. They stole that away from the Vikings. Uh, and, and now they're the the most on uh, they're they're on fire here in the NFL. So I'm excited about it. I'm really glad because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how you're winning games. It just matters that you're winning games. And sometimes that gets lost on me. I fear sometimes that the Broncos are going to face a team that they don't have an answer for. But now they have the Browns up next week. Um, that's also at mile high. So I think I'm going to buy in. I think I'm going to buy in this week that the momentum is very hot. Sean Payton has instructed Russell Wilson well enough to do exactly what's going to win games here. Matt, I want to know your position 
on punting the ball away and trusting that the points would come later on, whether or not their field goals or not, because we were kept toasty warm Sunday night by the Jumbotron and the pyrotechnics that, that kept going off. But field goals get a little sketchy there sometimes. Look, it's the National Field Goal League, and and Denver showed a lot of guts. Their defense is nice. Uh, Russell Wilson came through at the end, although he missed so many throws. The offense is extremely sketchy. Everybody, we're going to get to the buffs. Relax. Uh, we, you know, we're going NFL first. Um, the the Broncos winning four straight. Some of it's been some lucky shit, but their defense is real. And they can't look. They didn't even have to run the ball last night. They kind of played hero ball. It almost bit them in the ass. But at the end, Russell Wilson, who leads the league in comebacks since 2012, did what he's supposed to do. It's not pretty. It's kind of ugly. Cortland Sutton is playing to form. Uh, that that you know that guy has been special. I'll eat my crow here. He has been special. Um, Judy dropped another touchdown. It, it, they they got to figure out a way to get better on third down. They were two for eleven. That shit's not going to work. And then also in the red zone, they have got to score touchdowns. At least go half and half. But you can't just keep kicking fucking field goals and thinking that it's okay. Like your defense going to bail you out. They could have scored forty points last night on Skull Vikings. And, you know, they, they ended up being in a dogfight. So, yeah, they won, and it's great, and I feel good about it. And, and, you know, like, I was one of the guys that wanted them to fire sale a month ago. And why wouldn't you after losing 70 to 20? I love all the fucking idiots on Twitter and social media who, who act like they didn't say the same thing, but all of a sudden they're Mr. High and Mighty, and oh, my God, where are all the real fans? Like, dude, it, it, look, this is a week-by-week week league, all right? So... This like this posturing and this pandering with all the fucking fanboys out here trying to act like they can predict the future. No one saw four straight wins coming. I thought that they were pretty good and had a chance to win. But I mean, come on. The, what they've done and the way they've won, they could have easily lost the Buffalo game. They could have lost last night, but they're finding ways to win, which is what good teams do. I don't know if they're good. I think they're pretty average and they've they've hit a hot streak. They've got a really tough-nosed Cleveland team coming into town Sunday. Their defense is outstanding. Their offense is not. Um, Whatever the under is, take it. They should win that game. Even though Cleveland's elite on defense and Miles Garrett is a super freak, he should eat the tackles alive for Denver. But, again, you know, Bowles was okay last night. McGlinchey, I didn't hear his name once. That's, That's how I know he did a good job. So, look. The Broncos are figuring out who to win with and how to win with those people. You know, like McMillan is another guy who's just popped off tape. So uh, the defense is playing to form. VJ is putting them in good positions. They give up some explosion plays, but when they, they get in the red zone, they lock it down usually. And then also they are so good at taking the ball away. I mean, plus three again last night, 12 turnovers in the last, what, four games? Is that what you said? In the last three, so 12 and three games, and two of those games came down to the wire. So that that tells me the offense needs to pick their shit up. Like Russell needs to be more efficient. Third, I understand that everybody's given he looks better. He does. His numbers are better. Outstanding. I'm I'm all for that. No one's saying it's not true. I'm also saying two for eleven on third down and fifty total plays. You're being bailed out by your defense in Buffalo, and you're being bailed out by your defense in, at Denver against Minnesota. So if your de- defense has to bail you out against 
a third string quarterback with the turds coming to to Denver on Sunday. So like their defense is outstanding, but Denver's offense has got to pick this up, be more effective, be more efficient. And at least if you're going to go two for 11, let's try and go five for five for 11. Like let's at least try and hit somewhere around 50%. That's respectable, honestly. So uh, they've got a lot to fix, but look, uh, this is way easier to deal with after a dub. I mean, that shit last night was fire. The atmosphere was kick-ass. The national anthem had me crying. The fucking jumbotron's dope. Ferguson was out there fucking yucking it up and talking shit, and it was awesome. I mean, the Skull Viking fans were talking all that shit, and at the end, they had to eat it and go home. It didn't start raining until we left. That was the best part. So last night was pretty was pretty special, and I can only imagine what a playoff atmosphere would be like at Mile High. I doubt they host a playoff game, honestly. But look, if Kansas City loses tonight, you find yourself like one and a half games out of the lead in the West. So crazier shit has happened. That's all I'm saying. Well, Jay Sims, Patrick Sertan, both dialed in. They had two opportunities to take the ball away, so it would have been five turnovers. The Broncos ran the ball for a total of 46 yards. But honestly, at the end of the day, if you don't have to get that going, you don't need to push the rock down the field in that capacity, then then you don't need to do it. Pass protection was brilliant. I think the offensive line did well. Um, I am not going to doubt their abilities next week against uh, the Browns, um, although do they have the opportunity to play down? Uh, They were able to basically snuff out the fire of Josh Dobbs, um, which brings me to my next line of uh, topics here. And we'll get to the buffs right after this, but the NFL is investigating Kareem Jackson for his hit on Josh Dobbs. To be honest, I was shocked that there was not a flag thrown um, on that play, not because I thought it was dirty, but because of course there was going to be a flag. So Kareem Jackson has not only been fined uh, over a hundred thousand dollars, he's been ejected from games, he's been suspended this season, and Matt, unfortunately, this probably spells the end of his season if the NFL decides to take action. Now, in the replay of the hit, we've talked about this a lot on how the NFL speed is really hard to break it down to still frames and clips of what's going on. Kareem Jackson has hands down. He led his helmet, hit his shoulder. I guess there was a little bit of a glean from Josh Dobbs face mask, but you know, my stance on this. I very much so am team Kareem Jackson free K Jack at this point. How do you feel about the notion that the refs didn't throw a flag and now the NFL is taking matters into their own hands? Okay. So look, we both watched Josh Dobbs elude four or five sacks last night. Slippery as shit. I mean, he is, he's ridiculous. He was in and out. I, I mean, the, the guy is super slippery. I mean, I, I, I called him Earthworm Jim last night for a reason. Okay. He is everywhere. He can go from here to there in a hurry. So that kid is elite, man. He can play. And I know he made some mistakes last night. He'll learn. But I'm telling you, you give him some like, foundation in the off season instead of two weeks, I think he's going to be pretty good. I, I I think Kareem Jackson, just brother, if they suspend you, just retire. You, you don't need this shit anymore in your life. It, it's, they, they don't want you in the game anymore. If they, if they take disciplinary action, you didn't even have a flag thrown. I mean, bro, at this point, just retire. Uh, we love you. And I, I, I hate that I'm saying this. It kind of breaks my heart a little bit that he goes out like this, but any Bronco fan that is on the other side of this and siding with the league, you're not really a Bronco fan. Like you're, 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 you're trash. Your opinion's trash. 
if you're a media member and you're taking the league side on this, you're trash. Your opinion's trash. I mean, K-Jack is a great football player. He's trying to make a play. Josh Dobbs is super slippery. He's been in and out of, you know, sacks and pressures all night. He got away from everybody on the touchdown run. They're trying to win a one-point game. And now that we're talking about this again, I'm over it, dog. Like the the National Field Goal League is uh, has really got to figure out how they want guys to play football because it's not like – it's not like the, the world is going to end every time somebody gets hit hard. I'm so tired of this shit. It's really, 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 as an ex-player part of the union, it's it's like, it's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. There has been, I guess, an upheaval of the conversation of hip drop tackles, which obviously this wasn't, but it, it further strengthens the conversation that defenders have a much more difficult time in the current NFL um, on how they're supposed to play on the ball, on the player. Uh, If your job is to take 250 pounds of man and throw it at another human being in order to, to stop play, which is the whole point of uh, offense and defense. It's really frustrating to, try to come up with the solution because I think the idea is, okay, what can they do different? And we know Kareem Jackson's hit is, is a lot different than what that notion is. However, it's frustrating. Go ahead. Logan Wilson can't do anything against Mark. Mark Andrews is six, five, two sixty five and runs four, six, four, five. He's a fucking animal. Like we're trying to keep him out of the end zone. Logan Wilson is also huge and a great tackler. How do you want him to do it? You want him to blow, like, not you, just in general. I saw people going after Logan Wilson online. Like, you want him to blow him a fucking kiss and ask him to just take a knee? That's Mark Andrews. We got to get him on the ground. This is a division game. He's not trying to hurt anybody. He's trying to tackle him. So, again, like, I, I don't know. Bray, how do you think they should legislate this out? I know that you like physical football. I mean, we can't just, I don't know if we need headhunters anymore, but I also dug that generation of football. I loved it. It was what made me fall in love with football. If I was growing up in this era, and I guess I didn't know any different, cool, but like, if you know the difference, if you can get on Google, there's me. I don't know how defensive guys are supposed to play. They don't know either. And so you're asking, and this is, I've made this point before, but I think it's important to keep the narrative rolling here is that Kareem Jackson has been in the league for a very long time. The game has changed while he's been presently in it. The ideal tackling situations and techniques that have been taught that are coming up through the ranks are not what was taught when he entered the league, when he started playing football. Um, That doesn't excuse anything, but I like Tian Gambler's point here, which is what I said to start the segment. Jackson could have been trying to hit his shoulder. These guys are moving so quick. A fraction of a second changes hits dramatically. It does, and it changes the way that the the rules are uh, elaborated on and evaluated, and they didn't take a second to relook at that play. Uh, there was a lot of outrage on the broadcast at home, which I was being texted about. So um, I don't know. It's an unfortunate circumstance and I'm not trying to explain away or make excuses for dangerous play and dangerous football. I just think that too often players are designated as dirty players um, that I just, I can't stand for. And if you want to be the change that you want to see in the world, you have to start to change the narrative and say that, um, 
unfortunately, the NFL will probably take uh, movement here and, and move to suspend him for the rest of the season. And if that happens, I'm, I'm, I am riling up the troops and we're going to go have an old fashioned sit in because you have to do this across the board. You have to make it better, better known. What's the expectation here. Um, and that'll be my last bit on the NFL as we start to move over to college football. I know Matt can't wait to talk about the Colorado Buffaloes and listen, the missed bowl opportunity is probably the most frustrating aspect of the season for the buffs because I understand there was a lot of um, hype and, and excitement around the idea of the Buffs going uh, 3-0, and and then things sort of turned. Um, my idea here is that the Buffs started off where people were expecting four wins out of them. And I know, Matt, I know you're, you were expecting more, and you will expect more out of this team. How frustrating it is it not only that they miss a bowl opportunity, but how it's come to be considering the games that they've lost that they shouldn't have necessarily done. So um, go ahead. The floor is yours. All right. Look, before I go down this hole, okay. I'm going to try not to rant too hard. We've got about 13 minutes left. I'm going to try and use it constructively. Okay. Um, it's Christmas time. It's Thanksgiving. Give thanks. Get yourself a shirt. I got a hoodie on. The, the, the link's right there at the bottom. Shirts, hoodies, support the Dungeon family. We really appreciate everything. We got 10 million likes on TikTok. Bree's rocking hers. We're down here at the Academy right now. Bree's in the film room. I'm in my office. The, the gym was pumping this morning at, at, at 7 a.m. with guys on break getting it in. Uh, Reese Russell, the fantastic guard of Valor, just signed up. That name sounds familiar. It's Matt Russell's son. So we got more Buffalo blood in the room. Um, and I really want to reiterate my love and respect for the University of Colorado. I, you know, when I say the pride and tradition of the Colorado Buffaloes will not be entrusted to the timid of the week, I mean that. And it's something that really means a lot to me. And I wasn't, you know, the the greatest pro player. I got hurt a lot. I had to change positions. It was a business to me. So I don't know what it's like to be Coach Prime. I don't know what it's like to be a first bout Hall of Famer that's the best player in your position ever. Um, but I know this. Football is football. And football guys, regardless of resume, are football guys. So I... I'm look, this the Stanford game hurt because it was so unexpected. I woke up and they were losing after being up by 29 points. When that happened, something inside the team shifted. And for example, they've lost a lot of one-score games and then the Washington State game the other night was one of the most unacceptable displays of of athletic just dismantling I've ever seen. Like, how how dare you show up and play like that when you have the potential to play like you have in the past? That's not Oregon. That's that coming. I mean, come on, man. That's a, that's Washington State. That's not Oregon. Oregon dismantled you. Every other game has been competitive until that disgusting display the other evening. And look, I understand I'm probably going to upset somebody today and piss someone off, and I'm really sorry that, you know, I can I can articulate what I'm trying to get across, but 
the fact that I have to walk on eggshells and I can't be honest about my university and everything that's going on. And we'll talk about what's going on here because we have a lot to cover. The Washington State game was disgusting. Um, the effort was disgusting. I felt like a lot of the players quit, not all of them. And if you're a player or a coach and that you take offense to that, I, as I always say, you're probably one of the ones that quit and I'm directly speaking to you. Um, now, I will say this. This year has been a success compared to last, and that's not real hard. But the way they're finishing, I said this on DMVR bus the other day, Bree, and, and uh, you know, anybody that heard it, I really hope that everybody's not just packing it in and worried about Cancun, Christmas break, or like the transfer portal or their next job as a coach. And it seemed to me like Saturday night, everybody's concerned about the flu, everyone's sick, there's an excuse in everywhere. There's coaches are going to get fired, so they don't need to do their jobs. And players are going to hit the transfer portal, so why do I need to keep investing in this? And, you know, it's just it, – it's a it was a bad look on national TV, to say the least. And I understand that I'm saying that, and somebody's going to get pissed off again. I'm really sorry. Um, the University of Colorado is bigger than one man, even if that one man is Coach Deion Sanders, Coach Prime. It's been there forever. When Coach Prime moves on, which will happen one day, no one's going to be the coach forever. It will still be there. The gold helmet will still be there. Joel Klatt, who's I played with, who's one of my best friends on earth, and his picture hangs above my office right there, the four of us, Klatt, Sam, Bobby, and I, with C's on our chest that say captain, not L's and D's. And that's cool. We can change it, but... A C means something. Um, an L and a D means something, too. I'm just not sure what. Uh, but he's on Big Noon Kickoff talking about the importance of community and consistency and the fight song and bringing people together. And I'm watching a team that doesn't understand where they're playing. They came there because of one man. And, and it, it, it's worked to a point, but Coach Prime can only do so much. And I don't know how many times I begged them to just simply let, let me teach them how to sing the fight song correctly and bring people together. It's not about singing a fucking song. It's about bringing us together, all of us, from the coaches to the players to everyone in the room to the people who think it's stupid. If you think it's dumb, you probably shouldn't be in the fucking room. Colorado's bigger than any one man. And I feel like the lack of attention to detail in those areas directly plays in, and let's just be real, to being dead last running the ball, dead last protecting the passer, dead last in defense. Anything else I'm missing? They're competitive. They play hard. But those three, I mean, you're dead last? And everybody's wondering how they lose Talon Chandler? Talon Chandler, the great offensive lineman from Nevada, Missouri, decommits yesterday and commits to Missouri. He's in my program. He's Dungeon Family. It hurt. I didn't want. I didn't want that to happen. But I'm not here to convince him to stay. I don't work for Colorado. They lose a guy who's been beating the drum for Coach Prime since day one, and he's really concerned about the future. And as a as a businessman, which every player is that. If you're not, then you're a moron. Everybody's their own LLC. So. 
when he's looking at this and his father, who's a doctor, is extremely educated man, and they're all sitting there going, I want to play in the NFL. What's the best route for me to do this? Not playing on a team who's dead last running the ball and dead last protecting the passer. There's nobody on the Colorado offensive line that's being taken seriously for NFL stuff right now. I mean, Savion's one of my guys. I worked with him in the offseason. I think he's a good football player. I don't know what I'm watching. I don't understand how we can be this. You can be that guy and then this guy. I don't understand how those are the same guys. And that goes for all five of them, the coaching, the scheme, the attitude, everything. And again, like the the inability to take criticism up there might be the biggest problem. I don't, Bree, in your opinion, and we're, if we have to go longer, we're going longer. So like we're going to continue this conversation until the conversation is over. So like in my opinion, asking you this question back, back Bree, like the inability to take constructive criticism, you're a boss. You, you run, you run, you know, a, a division at your job where you have, people have to take orders and do their job and there's hierarchy. I, that's important. It is. But the inability to like correct and criticize and coach because everybody's feelings are involved when you're getting beat like this. What, what does that scream to you? Um, so, I mean, not only that, I have the opportunity and have had the opportunity to also be a coach. Uh, I've run multiple businesses and the idea that you can't be told when something's not working, um, usually leads to, uh, I don't know, dissension, frustrations. Um, if you don't let the people know who are bringing you concerns, uh, that they're being heard, uh, that's usually the number one problem in any sort of reorganization or restructuring. So, uh, and then when you when you're a coach, people are looking at you to listen if a a member of the team doesn't think something's working. So, um, and I, I'm not going to speak to exactly what's going on in Boulder because it's not my place in order to speculate. But I do think that things will most likely change in this off season that will help move this team forward in a way that makes some some meaningful changes. But I am a person who who preaches and practices patience when it comes to these things. I will not call myself a patient person, but the idea that taking all of these uh, misfit toys and bringing them together and they're 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 talented misfit toys, but they're not one unit and they don't know what they're playing for and they aren't born and bred in the Colorado name. The idea that you would take them and fuse them together to be this one culture and one identity uh, wasn't going to happen in the first year. And I think that that is something that you build towards. I think that's something that you have to work for and start to ingrain in everything that you're doing because everyone except for Rick George is new to this process here at the University of Colorado. So it's got to come from the top and it's got to be this idea and strategy that culture by design is something that you intentionally move towards. And that's not what's happened. And then, listen, you're, you're trying to win games, but it's deeper in the college level, it's where you start to learn where your family is and who you're trusting. And you, you've grown in this mindset that you're coming together for a common opportunity. And that's not just to win games. That's to, to create a brotherhood. And so I think the idea was is that you bring in all of this fanfare and all of this star power and all of these A-list celebrities and all of these music ventures and all these big noon kickoffs. And you've got, you got fucking Coach Prime as your coach. That's all very exciting. But if the wins don't 
don't stack up. You have to look at where's the rod and the rod is there needs to be a better culture established at the foundational level. And that has to start one step at a time, one day at a time. And they have to be receptive to it as well. Like, uh, look, I'm not going to sit here and fucking apologize for being me. Like, I, I deal with this constantly. And I talk to Bree about it all the time and my close friends and family. I, I walk into a room and people, I intimidate the shit out of people. And I'm not saying this to be cocky and shit. Obviously, in the fucking chat, some, some Twitter tough guy's going to start typing like, oh, of course you do. Yeah, motherfucker, I do. I walk into a room and I intimidate the shit out of people because I expose their hobby town bullshit, especially in the football world. And this happens in the meeting room, too, with coaches. It's happened in multiple meetings in front of people where there's arguments and just people that don't accept the fact that because I didn't do copies in order to be a coach, I didn't go that route. Like somehow I'm not on the same level as them when I know more and I, my connections are as real as anyone's. So there, the, the inability for me to have the ability to show them what we can, what like is in Colorado. I feel like the state of Colorado, they're not doing, they're not really recruiting it to the level they should because they're not trying to develop talent. They're trying to obtain it because again, I don't know how long this is going to go on in Boulder, but if you're not trying to recruit Ochoa and Lincoln and Gage and the Cowgirl brothers, and you're not trying to bring in Tucker Johnson and all these kids that can develop into power five division one badasses and are going other places to do just that, then that tells me maybe you're not going to be here for as long as, some people think maybe not I don't, pure speculation, but then at the same time, when you're not receptive in the transfer portal to multiple guys last year, and we've talked about this list from Drake Nugent, the starting center at Michigan to Casey Roddick, who left CU and I begged them not to let him leave. And he's starting at Florida state and man, that Jordan Travis energy was awful. I, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with them, but then letting, you know, Colorado kids like Roger Rosengarten and Zach Henning go to Washington and, you let Bear Miller transfer from Stanford to Cal and you, you know, you let Trey Zoom go to Texas A&M and start 20 games for them. And Gage Genther's going to Tennessee this year's class early enrollee. Like it, it starts to compound and then you lose talent Chandler to Missouri. And now you've got this like snowball effect of what do we do? Well, you've got to use your resources, man. Everyone's got to stop with this like Matt's mean narrative, like all that other bullshit. Come on, dog. Do I think I could do a good job up there as the O-line coach? Yeah. Do I think I could do a good job as the D-line coach? Yeah. Do I think I could help with recruiting? Of course I could. But at the same time, I run a business down here where just as a consultant and an open door policy of communication, that can help them and every other college in America more than me being on the field. The fact that like, put it like this, I was on the phone with Coach Moore from Michigan two days ago. All right, or, or or Thursday, sorry, before they played at Maryland. And we're talking about my son and Davis Moon and Brett Cool J, a bunch of young guys, this Deacon Schmidt kid that I got in here from Windsor, who's a monster, who's another young guy, and Reese Russell, who just signed up, who's Matt Russell's son, who's another young guy. And we're talking about all this, and we're also talking about the transfer portal and how to get another Drake Nugent type up there because they've already got four of my guys in the room. That's just open communication. 
between a coach that's super confident in what he's doing and knows that I'm not trying to impede, I'm trying to help. So now when that door's open, that that's the same door that should be swinging open like a fucking turnstile in Boulder. So I'm going to reiterate this. I'm here to help. There's certain things that need to be done up there to, just like Bree said, build the culture, build the community. You've got to have, you have to build the foundation on something strong. When it's, when a fucking tornado goes through a trailer park, nothing's left. When it goes through a suburb, there's foundations there you can rebuild on. That That's what we're trying to do in Boulder. And when I say we, I mean we. So this is extremely frustrating. I didn't think I would see the old Colorado team again. And that's that team last night with new players and new staff and new everything but the uniforms. That looked like last year's team. So, again, when you're dead last, dead last, dead last, that's these are numbers that are real. This isn't me making shit up and being fucking mean. That shit has got to stop, man. This narrative has to stop. It isn't mean. It's not mean, guys. Oh, my God, Matt said something mean. The recruiting department, we're not going to call him back because he's mean. Give me a fucking break. Oh, you stopped abruptly. I thought you were going to keep on going. I wanted to hear I more on that. I apologize. <laughs> rough stopping. Uh, look, look, I, I'm not doing a radio show right now and shit. Like, we are, and I'm a, I am appreciate Bet Online and Believe and... I appreciate the shit out of Bree and everything she brings here, but this is deep for me, man. This is not a fucking joke. This isn't to get ratings or likes. I don't give a fuck if you pound the like button right now. You can subscribe if you fucking want to. If you don't like the way I'm talking about this, you obviously have never bled that color black and gold the way I do. That place is special, and there's little things about it that are being neglected and overlooked and then people are bitching and moaning about the lack of community and respect and like the fact that the kids don't seem together and they're quitting and blah, 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 blah. Well, there's little things that can fix it. And those little things require people's like feelings to get hurt a little bit, maybe, and some uncomfortable conversations that I would love to have as well. If there's, if I make you uncomfortable and somehow what I'm saying and my passion and pride for that place is somehow wrong and that I don't have players and I can't help and all these things that I say aren't true. If that's the case and I need someone to tell me and I'll back the fuck off and I'll send them somewhere else. They'll all go to Michigan or Penn state or USC or UCLA or Florida state or Purdue. Fuck they're black and gold. So like I've gotten to the point here where you can consistently try to help and try and change narrative and try to get your point across as, as consistently as humanly possible. But if it falls on deaf ears, I don't really know what to say. And it's not on coach prime. He's got an incredible staff up there. This is what I was talking about with every fucking row in the water. Is everybody still rowing the boat or are we all just like one, two, three Cancun and coach prime sitting there like, fuck, I'm trying to build a program. I mean, everyone's got to help this man. And I'm trying. I know that the Buffalo country is trying. There's a lot of people that really give a shit. I'm hoping that he's not being sabotaged by people in his own corner in Boulder. Uh, Josh said, real football players love their alma mater, passionate, just like you. Uh, so go ahead and talk your shit. Respect. Um Everyone hit that like button. Rob J is a thousand percent correct. 
Uh, I have to go do something business related because I believe there's a dungeon family member outside there in the cold. So I'm going to go get them out of the cold. Uh, Matt, can you talk a little bit about, um, I guess, what's the number one step that that not you would take, but what moving forward fixes this program, at least for next season? Because I'm a patient person. I think this season was a growing pain. I think that there was pain points that needed to be addressed, but you don't find that out unless you run the experiment. So in science, it's all about testing the theory, right? The theory was bringing in the changes. It was building a really superstar roster full of a lot of talent um, and variables happen in college football all of the time. But a lot of these players came in through the transfer portal and therefore you're probably not going to see them transfer out too quickly. Can you talk to me about what the next step is for this season? And I'm going to go do something real quick. No, no, let that kid wait. We started at 11. He can like, (laughs) That's 20 minutes from now. These kids have got to learn what time means. I locked the door <laughs> so I don't have them walking in here and knocking on the door while we're trying to do this. So he can wait. And if he doesn't like it, then we can talk about what 11 a.m. means. All right. So, <laughs> look, I, I'm on one today, man. And this is the way we operate here at Six Zero Football Academy. There's We are attention to detail. It is accountability. And that's what they need in Boulder. Attention to detail. Accountability. Do we, do we have guys who just like football or do we have a room full of guys who need football? You know, Coach Prime talks about like he loves Florida boys because they're different. Show me. Show me how fucking different you are because I'm a Colorado boy. And to me, that sounds like we're not. And you know what? We're not. Hobbytown fucking Denver, Colorado isn't different. There's different dudes here. There's a different mentality with some, but from a grand scheme it's real hard to build something here unless you're getting every dog and we don't so we can't keep the right ones in state which why would you recruit the wrong ones so i that's that's a problem the the university of colorado is it's got to figure out a way to merge coach prime and the university of colorado together to be one instead of just coach prime's buffaloes it's just the colorado buffaloes coached by Deion sanders the gimmick stuff, the 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 superstardom, the fans, the celebrities. I hope that shit's all done. It was nice. It was sexy. It was fun. I bought into it too. I loved it. I loved hanging out with Wu Tang and Cameron and Kevin Garnett and The Rock and all this other shit. It was dope. Watching Offset after the game was dope. But it, it's it's all entertainment. Now there needs to be substance behind the entertainment. Otherwise, it's just bullshit. And again, I'm not calling it bullshit. I'm saying that it, it, it's if you don't have substance behind it, that's what everyone thinks. So the University of Colorado now, moving into this last game against Utah, they just got dog stomped by Arizona. There's blood in the water. Who are you going to be Friday after Thanksgiving? Are you one, two, three Cancun and let's just go dress up like football players in Salt Lake City? Or are we going to go out there with some fucking pride and play hard? And just see where the chips fall. Just play hard and try and match effort. And people care. That's going to be a big part of this. When they, They're going to clean house in the coaching staff, I would guess. There's already recruits being that are dropping the program quickly, including Talon Chandler, which broke my heart because he's one of my guys. But again, it's not my fucking job to convince him to go there. I don't coach there. So they need to do a really good job of identifying guys that can come in and coach like here. Offensive line coach, Chris Nioli, one of the best offensive linemen that's ever played there, has coached in college forever, is an NFL guy, 
is an analyst right now. Go get Chris Manoli, have him coach. He'll bring in fucking monsters. Monsters. Who doesn't want to play for him? So, like, you get some get some guys back in the room that have black and gold running through their veins and mix it with the with the excellent coaches that, that Coach Prime brings in that he trusts. If Warren Sapp wants to come co- coach the defensive lineman, who are you bringing with you, Coach Sapp? You can't just bring yourself and expect them to come. You have to bring them with you. So, you know, like, and then what? We're getting rid of Coach Williams? I don't think so. Coach Williams never leaves. He's got a lifetime contract as far as I'm concerned. So, like, the, the University of Colorado here and Coach Prime have a very unique opportunity to do one of two things. Either prove people right that didn't like this and think it's, a, think it's all just a scam, or prove yourself right, not wrong. No one's right or wrong. Prove yourself right and double down on this and go to work this offseason and, like, eliminate some of the style and shit. Obviously, we're going to have commercials, and that's all well and good. Eliminate the, the, oh, my God, look who's here, and let's try and focus that reaction to the fans saying that about the guys on the field and remove Shador and Travis because those two are special. I need everybody else to try and match them on the field, but then there's got to be some kind of community and consistency that is gained and then built upon in Boulder where where when I say to them, can you even sing the fight song? Do you know the words and why we do it? Do you, have you ever done it correctly? No. And can, like when I say to you, the pride and tradition of the Colorado Buffaloes will not be entrusted to the timber of the week. Do you even know what I'm talking about? Do you? Because if that doesn't resonate with you and you don't get goosebumps when it happens and it doesn't fucking make you want to run through a goddamn wall, then maybe you're not at the right place. Maybe you're just there to play football like Colorado owes you something. Colorado doesn't owe anybody shit. You owe the game. You owe the game. It is a privilege to play this fucking game. It is a privilege to play at the University of Colorado for Coach Prime. No one owes you anything. The men in that room need to start acting like fucking men. I'm going to push. Are you sure? That's all. That's just the mic drop. But I'm going to push back just a little bit because I do want to reference something about the entertainment value and the expectation from there, because a lot of what college football has become is the bigger names find the more success find the more donation money find the more nil money find the more talented rosters are able to obtain more talent through the transfer portal and i think that something has to be said for the way in which coach prime knows how to build brands and i think this year was very important and i know this comes right off is that this is I don't want to take the fire off of what your point was, but I think putting Colorado on the map was not a lost effort here. And I think it's really important to note that now that that's out of the way, it can move forward towards building the rest of that, because I don't think that you have to annihilate all of that in order to get where you want to go. It's just at this point, more wins should be in that column than they are right now. And the frustrating fact is, is now you have to do all the foundational work now to build it the right way. But listen, Colorado football had all but fallen off the map up until this year, going from one of the very worst programs that you could possibly witness on any given Saturday to being 
I guess, uh, the source of frustration for a lot of college football fans because they had to then say, what has Colorado done to deserve this? Right. Now they get to start to build on that. And I think there's just a frustrating um, concept of you can't have both at once, right? You can't have your cake and eat it too. That's what Colorado has been trying to do. And I think that they're going to be able to move forward now and build the way that's going to sustain football in the state of Colorado and in Boulder and at Folsom for a long time to come. I'm not saying, is it the right thing to do? No, not necessarily. But I think that you had to start somewhere in order to bring back that vigor because I would not have watched a football game last year in the stadium. And I love live football. I was not going to go watch the buffs play football, no matter how much I love the university and the football team and the black and gold. But now I think there's an idea that you've, you've won over Colorado football fans. You've won over college football fans. And now we get to freaking make a name for ourselves and move forward. But Matt, you have the idea on how to do it. You know what needs to be done in order to get them to that football piece of it. Right. The entertainment value is one thing. Football is another, and that's exactly what you're talking to. So I think it's just two facets, two sides of the coin. It looks like the chat's fucking loving this, so I want you to keep on going. But there's there's 200 people in here, and you didn't like the stream yet, so now I'm the one threatening you. Matt doesn't need to do it. Like, subscribe, turn your fucking notifications on if you want to see this all the time, but also like the stream if you like what we're talking about. I know my audio is fucked up right now. There's nothing I can do about it, but I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be having this conversation. I'm glad so many people are enjoying it as well. Um, Matt, we're at like the 45 minute mark. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that? Because I know we're not going to have time to preview uh, Utah um, because it's Thanksgiving week. So if you just want to maybe give an idea to what to expect for that last game of the season. Yeah, look, we're only going to be on today and tomorrow. Bree and I will be on today and then tomorrow at 10. And then we're going to take, you know, the rest of Thanksgiving off. Uh, I'll be posting on social media, obviously. My man, Eric Weddle, and I have been talking junk back and forth. But it's pretty respectable. That's one of my best friends. So, look, I think this is a really tough one. We're going to talk more about it tomorrow. But going to Salt Lake City is hard. That's a hard draw. So, I don't expect them to go win, but I do expect them to play hard and play like men and go give a shit. That's all. I just want to see the give a shit factor go through the roof. That's all. Uh, And look, you know, I I understand that I'm fiery, but I'm not going to sit here and apologize for being who I am. Thank God I am the way I am because I don't know anybody else like me. And you know what? It's it's what it is. You can't do what I do. So let's roll. I'm out. See everyone tomorrow. It's how you ended the show. That's all done. Mike dropped this some bitch. I'm out. Jesus Christ. Gave me no warning. I'm over here sitting thinking you're going to go on a, a different tangent. Uh, Zero to 60 is brought to you by Bet Online. Go check them out. Thanks for all the comments. I really appreciate all the support over there. Oh, listen, listen, this one. This one's nice. Get your head out of your ass and send Coach Prime some linemen. Dude, have you not oh, been listening to anything I no. said? We're, we're gonna this is why you're not allowed to click on the buttons we'll see yeah. you tomorrow later boys later ladies go buffs goodbye <laughs>